You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I would honestly say that the fans in the countries that we went to over there, um, South Korea, I've done Japan twice, and then Taiwan, they... I think might be super fans. Um, they're, they're especially because of the cultural difference for women. Um, you know, it's a very modesty respect driven culture and to see women on stage scantily clad and being powerful and sticking it to a man, um, and kind of delighting in that is very much like the antithesis of, you know, centuries of culture. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, a, or a lot of appeal with that. Um, just I, that I appeal know. of the the yearning of just wanting to stick it to a man. I just, yeah, man, what a, what, what a, a dream. I mean, those, those women up there, if only I could <laughs> stick it to a man, those, those freaking <laughs> beasts. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Built for the Stage yet, go to builtforthestage.com and you'll get paired up with your own Broadway fitness coach where you'll work one-on-one on an interactive fitness app. If you want to check out our new clothing line, Places Please, you can check that out at also builtforthestage.com. Sports bras, leggings, sweatshirts, shorts, joggers, hats. We got it all. Check it out. We'd love for you to rep the brand. As always, we have a special guest for us today. But before we get to uh, our guest, special thanks to the Broadway Podcast Network for producing this episode. Also, I'm back here in Miami. I ran away as uh, Miss O. Omicron has just went rampant across New York City and the country. Um, I was bored in a, I guess I'm quarantining in in a way. I'm just trying to stay safe before going out to the holiday, but I put together this office chair and I'm actually a little nervous. So I'm just getting it out of the way right now. If in the middle of the conversation, um, I stop talking and our guest starts laughing, it's because the chair that I put together fell apart and I uh, fell onto the floor. Um, I'm not much of a mechanic of sorts. I actually struggle to change a light bulb. So this this chair that I'm sitting on, um, who knows what's going to happen. But if it brings you guys some joy, I'm all for it because we need a lot of that nowadays. Uh, recently, 
you've uh, seen our, our guest uh, on the stage of Chicago on Broadway. She actually, it's probably been a long time coming. We can get into it because she's been in the show Chicago one, two, I think three different times uh, in different productions. She can check me on that, but I'm looking at her resume right now. Um, but I can't wait to get into this. Please welcome uh, to our ep- uh, to our Bill for the Stage podcast. She's correcting me right now, I think, on the number of times she's been in it. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> Nicole Benoit. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Always bringing the joy. Yes. I can't this mishap with the chair. I'm hoping it happens. You know, live uh, theater, right? Yeah. Thanks so much for those well wishes. I appreciate it. Um, well, all right. So wait. So you've been in Chicago how many times? So I I have done two tours, mm-hmm. one cruise ship, and then okay. one uh, regional production. Yeah, CLO. Before hitting the B way. I, I'm we're missing we're missing your uh, Chicago performance on a cruise ship. That's what mm-hmm. I'm not seeing. Show, let's see. Can you oh, see? Oh yeah, your, yeah. That that one got snipped out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. Some, some people have have feelings about cruise ships, but I mean, it was it was cast by the Broadway company. That was my initial in for the entire Chicago family. But um, yeah, I, I had a couple other. John's in the meantime, so I was like, okay, we'll take this one out for now. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was the anticipation like when you got the call to be in the Broadway production, having mm-hmm. so many familiar times with it on tour, on the ship, at CLO? Just uh, yeah. walk us through that, and I'd love to get into your recent drama of amazing, like, you're on, you're off, you're back on. So I can't wait to chat about that as well. Yeah, well, well, getting um, getting the initial the initial casting. Let's go back to the cruise. The cruise was my my very first time uh, joining in with the family, and uh, and that that was a whirlwind in itself. It was a show that, ironically, I remember wanting to go see my friends perform at a community theater production when I was in high school, and my parents did not let me go because it was not in good taste with the family. Ha ha! Too All much razzle dazzle. It was too much, <laughs> much razzle-dazzling for this teenage Nicole. Um, so the the ironic twist, of course, is that I get cast in it. And I got cast in a role that I had not actually ever read for. Um, so that, w- that was the first time that the shenanigans began. And this has been a, a rolling theme for over 10 years now for me, on and off with the company. Um, fast forwarding to, uh, you know, just this past fall, you know, Broadway has reopened. All of us are in a, a pretty resolute state of, is this really going to last? This is so exciting, but also, you know, with trepidation. And I get the call. It was a couple weeks after they'd opened and um, needed a replacement uh, within three days. So as many of us who uh, were not brought back in for um you know, productions we were already contracted for when the pandemic hit. Uh, I have not, I had not done the show in a long time, a long time. So to have that call of, Hey, do you think you can just pop in in like three days and, you know, just do it like old times. And I'm thinking like, I'm Tin Man Rusty over here, you know, I'm like, why not? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> 
So, so that yet again, shenanigans, but, um, but there's something, there's something about artists, you know, performing artists, especially, um, that, you know, we're, we're always, I feel like in a constant stage of a triage, you know, and when, when you get that opportunity to just be a part of the team and join the line, you're like, okay, I'm there for it. So mm. all adrenaline in full focus. Um, didn't so this, have this, a this was like way out of nowhere. This was way out of nowhere. Y- you hadn't, you hadn't done a recent, maybe like replacements call that maybe some, sometime soon you could get, no, this was just, Hey, so I, I have been brought in, I will say, I have been okay, brought okay, in okay. for their, um, their callbacks before they opened up again. But it was pretty obvious during the callbacks that they were just sort of sussing out who maybe was still in the biz, who was, I mean, because as you and I both know, and you know, many of the listeners, there are plenty of people that decided that they were turning the leaf into a different life over the course of the pandemic. Um, but I... My agent was like, let's do this. Let's just, let's just show up and say that we're still in the game, whatever form that looks like. And so they did see me, but it wasn't, it wasn't something that was obvious that I was really being considered for something. Um, or at least in, in my perspective, I was like, okay, it looks like they've got this person lined up, maybe that person, whatever. So for me, this was very out of the blue, very out of the blue. Cool, cool, cool. All right, mm-hmm. so you get the call, you do the thing, the thing is over, so you think, and then what happens next when we're when we're in the midst of oh, let me reach out to Nicole, see if she'll uh, be on this this podcast, talk about her experience, and then all of a sudden we thought you were good to go, and then you weren't good to go because you went back on. Yep. So uh, I had gotten a call on a Sunday, uh, right about noon. And you and I were supposed to speak literally six hours later and do what we're doing right now. And uh, that call at noon said, hey, can you be in the show tomorrow night? And this is for a different track. That being said, that first time that I was also brought in was a track that I'd never played regularly on the road. So it was a brand new track for me. So already shenanigans. So this track that they were calling me in for that interrupted our first interview um, was a track that I'd played, but it was five years ago that I had last played that track. But still, you know, you slip into the glove and I, the, the show in itself and it's, you know, in its wholeness is in my bone marrow. It's just figuring out what number am I on? Which direction am I facing for this? What, what am I doing in architecture and domestic? What am I doing? Um, so that, that was a little less pressure, I guess, existentially, cause I'd done it before, but just not with this company. So also had no time to process, just had to say, go, let's play ball. And mm-hmm. that happened for another week. Mm-hmm. And was this your Broadway debut when you, my, my Broadway debut was the initial call for the, with the three days notice. Yeah. 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 And how exciting was that? You know, I thrilling, but again, because there were so many other factors, like I haven't done this show in a long time. We're coming back from COVID. None of us have been able to really dance and maintain ourselves, uh, certainly like dance class wise, performance wise, like we used to. There, there were, there was enough mental chatter that was like, I hope I do this justice for how I've always wanted this to happen, you know? And it wasn't truly until this exact moment of 
standing uh, in the in the alley in Chicago. Um, for those that aren't familiar, if you talk uh, familiar with the Broadway production, the ensemble sits on either side of the the bandstand in these alleys, and they're essentially like voyeurs watching the entertainment in the middle. And so at the end of the show, we come out for bows, we line up in the alleys, each side respectively. And I finally looked out into the audience and saw the audience clapping. And it was the first time that I had this thought of, I've always been on that side of the proscenium and I'm finally on this side now. So it was not until that entire week had passed and the show had gone, did it really finally sink in. And that was, I mean, just a magnificent feeling. Yeah, I'm sure. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Sitting in those alleys is not an easy thing. I, I've seen the show and, you know, I have to say transparently, some performers do it better than others. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely hard to, to stay uh, in character and engaged when you're just sitting there watching show mm -hmm. after show after show. So I'm sure for the people that have been in it for a hot second, um, <laughs> that the alleyways are, are a bit of a, a tough scene for them. Um, yeah. I say that in jest. Uh, so congrats again. The second time you go on and the first time, were there any hiccups? Were there any funny stories or is it just flawless? You went up there and just cranked it. You just nailed it. I, there were absolutely flaws. Absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, many who have ever done swinging in last minute, especially will be familiar with the phrase shove with love. And I essentially walked around backstage before the show in my frenetic way. And I was like, everyone, shove with love is for real with me. I like it rough. Let's do it. Like if I'm going to the wrong way, shove with love and be rough because otherwise I'm, you know, I, know. I mean, and that stage is small. It is a postage stamp. So the, the margins for risk in those heels for such specific stylized movement, you know, you're, you're gonna muck up a lot if you're really lost. So, um, you know, the first couple shows weren't bad. It was just like little things, but it is interesting. The things that I made little mistakes with the second time around were unexpected mistakes that were habits from years ago that just suddenly in the middle of performance came back. And that, <laughs> that it's, it's as bizarre as it is kind of amazing that your body holds that much memory. I mean, I don't even know what tour or what version some of these little hiccups were, but I was like, wow, that is definitely from, I don't know, Japan, like 2017. I don't know. I'm not sure, but that doesn't belong on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So one of your tours was international? Um, I've had two tours that are international. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, nice. And... They're just as big of Chicago fans over overseas as they are here in the States? You know what? I That is a great question. I would venture to say, um, so the, the two tours that I did uh, both went to Asia. And I would honestly say that the fans in the countries that we went to over there, um, South Korea, I've done Japan twice, and then Taiwan, they... I think might be super fans. Um, they're they're especially because of the cultural difference for women. Um, you know, it's a very modesty, respect driven culture, and to see women on stage, scantily clad and being powerful and sticking it to a man, um, and kind of delighting in that is very much like the antithesis of you know centuries of culture. So I think there's a little bit of you know, or a lot of appeal with that. Um, just that I, I appeal of the the yearning of just wanting to stick it to a man. I just, man, what a, what, what a dream. I mean, those, those women up there, if only I could stick it to a man, those, those freaking <laughs> beasts. <laughs> but, you know, I will say, I think it's also just the essence of that style of music. You know, it is, Again, it's the opposite of of what those cultures have in their their you know litany of of music and um, music that's just kind of down and dirty and little grungy and that trumpet solo right at the end with the or right at the beginning with the growling you know it just it's it's a party and I think they really envelop that. And they would always line, I mean, lines and lines and so many gifts and so many flowers. I was like, I've never felt like a celebrity like I did in Asia, <laughs> but I'm also very tall. And so that was also a bit of wonderment. So I don't know if I just got special attention because of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but certain cities in, in the States, I would say, kind of draw in, you know, that heightened fandom. Um, but I, I definitely think it's a different level over there. Sure. All right. Well, thanks for your insight and your time talking to us about Chicago. Let's get into mm -hmm. who Nicole Benoit is from the West Coast, right? A West yep. Coaster. Is that what you, you had shared? Where are you originally from? So I'm from a tiny little orchard town that's in the uh, center of Washington State. Uh, it's called Wenatchee. Um, <laughs> yep. Yep. Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> but it's a cute it's, little it's, town. So, I, I, I grew so, up. In sounds like, like it's. Sounds like a, a Hallmark Town movie. You know, it's literally a 45-minute drive from one of um, the the number one, like, rated global, like, holiday town. So it very much feels like it's in that vicinity of Hallmark land, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could see that. I could see that. Um, okay, cool. So now you're over here. When did you get to New York City? When did you make the move? Uh, were you always wanting to be a stage actress? How did this all happen? How'd you get over here? So it all happened. Um, I, I'll start and say that both my parents, I grew up in 
a very musical family. Both my parents are, or now are retired, uh, public music uh, teachers or public school. There we go. Public school music teachers. And um, so my my mom played guitar and sings, a little bit of piano. My father uh, is a phenomenal trumpet player. Um, and music was, I wouldn't say it was a requisite, but it just was always around. And so I grew up singing, playing piano. Um, I was dabbling as a teenager in dance and then the bug really hit with dance and the conversations of Nicole, you need to choose whether you're going to be a dancer or you're going to be a a pianist or whether we're going to sing, you know? And, um, I was, I was plenty good at lots of other reasonable subjects like science and mathematics and whatnot, English. Uh, but the choice of having to say no to one of those art forms was actually what propelled me to pursue musical theater. Cause I, I could not choose. I couldn't shove one of those delicious slices of the arts off my plat, my platter. So I was like, well, shoot, you know, what combines all of them musical theater. Ha <laughs> ha. I win. So I decided to do like, just take that chance of like, I don't know what my life looks like without this. I've invested so much. I'd already had multiple injuries and a surgery because of my dancing. I was like, I just got to make this happen, you know, for what it's worth. So after graduating high school, I went to school in upstate New York. I dual majored in musical theater and dance, and I had a minor in voice, still continuing my channel of being overly ambitious and not being able to say no. And I've been in New York ever since. So I'm actually celebrating almost, no, I I will be celebrating in two weeks, 11 years in New York City proper as a resident. All right. Congratulations. (laughs) All right. About the same. Yeah. 11 years. Um, All right. So here you are in New York City, fresh off a Broadway debut. Also Mm -hmm. talked about you being a yogi, you just having Mm -hmm. to move. Uh, You also also are an entrepreneur with your own business where you help students, you coach them through, I'm assuming, anything that they need in the performance realm. Tell us a little bit about that, how you decided to take that plunge. Because it's not for everyone. It's not natural mm-hmm. to everyone. And it is another it is another hill to climb on top of being uh, a theater artist, which is mm-hmm. already difficult. Then to be an entrepreneur on top of it and try to do your own uh, gig in itself is another mm-hmm. uh, mountain mm-hmm. to climb. So tell us about that. Yeah, I am. Um, well, I, I think that I was I, I've always been very introspective. Um, and I think many artists, you know, by nature, we have to be and to produce good work. And I, I knew that it was a rarity for someone from my hometown to pursue this as a career. And I had the right, I had the right support behind me to just say, okay, well, she looks like she might be able to make it. So let's just, you know, keep on encouraging that. And that's not the case for, for many kids, whether it be because of, um, you know, familial lack of support or financial lack of support, uh, perhaps uh, a lack of really, you know, fine training uh, institutes that might be local to them. Um, And the bug really hit me to want to give back. I think it's also, you know, apple doesn't fall far from the tree, right? Both my parents are teachers. So I think the educator 
uh, gene just, I, I got that. Um, and I started going back and forth quite a bit when I was in college to come back and teach solos and, you know, talk to the drama clubs at schools or academies, or I do a dance master class, whatever it was. So I was always doing, you know, peppering my, uh, my university studies with teaching and giving back. Um, I actually started in 2014, uh, was the inaugural year. I started a nonprofit in my hometown, um, that was interdisciplinary that really tried to, to bring all of these aspects of the arts, including visual arts in. And I had that for four years, just integrating all of those, creating larger concert pieces. And it was a lot, it was a lot to manage by coastally. So I let that go after you know a number of years, and I realized that there was still such a niche that was interesting, not just interesting, but it was kind of like a crave in me to be able to help and assist with people who were young entrepreneurs, you know, aspiring artists here in New York City, because it is so expensive. It is so expensive to get training, you know, and... And I think that we're, we're oftentimes directed when we're beginning that musical theater training, like, oh, you have your strictly voice teacher and you strictly have your dance teachers and you strictly have your acting coach. And sometimes it's hard to find that management and merge between all of them. And I felt like I could do that for kids. Um, and I, I, I shouldn't even say kids, you know, those that are interested in wanting to know how the heck do you do all of that? Cause that, that illustrious phrase of the triple threat, you know, so many people want to have that as part of their title, but they don't necessarily have someone that has accomplished all three of those aspects or has been actively managing those. So that's the name of my own little studio, um, triple threat training, And I have students, thanks to COVID, you know, I have students that are all across the country now that they can select for themselves like, hey, I really want to work on this one particular monologue. Can we also do dancing? And they know that with training with me, they can depend on my expertise of being able to have knowledge of like, okay, great. This works really well in the city. This doesn't really feel like it's your, your style. How do you feel connected with this? How are you, you know, all the questions so that they don't feel like they have to suddenly go and find people for every little thing, you know, um, that was the inspiration. And it's, I think it's been really fruitful for a lot of the students having that one person. Now we have a lot of students that listen to the podcast and we have college kids that are, uh, clients of ours. Would they just go to your website, NicoleBenoitOnline.com, or how would they find out more about the Triple Threat uh, Studio? Yeah, so they can definitely go to the website. I have a little section on there. Um, There's also hyperlinks for um, Lessons.com and Thumbtack, uh, which I know a lot of uh, teachers have been utilizing. Um, I've also been reached out to via Instagram. I'm not really so much on Facebook anymore, even though I have a profile there, but I'm accessible and I'm always there for especially answering questions. I offer a quick free consultation for people just to see if it's a right fit, you know? Um, But I mean, I would say the website probably gives the best option to, to look at what I offer and then proceed from there. Nice. All right. Well, it's super easy, everyone. NicoleBenoitOnline.com or that's her Insta as well, uh, NicoleBenoitOnline. Um, I would, I'm a huge advocate of education and teachers, love my teachers. 
but there's nothing like learning from someone that's actually currently in the mix of doing the thing. So Mm -hmm. if you want some guidance from someone that actually has uh, their boots on the ground or their, mm-hmm. you know, feet dug into the sand, if you will, uh, hit up Nicole, see if she can help you out and see if it's a good fit. Uh, Nicole, that's yes. it for today. I appreciate your time. I appreciate getting to know you. Um, yeah, congrats on, uh, Chicago again. Hopefully maybe you make another scurry up on the stage. Um, you never know with the way things are going. <laughs> you just you never know. You never. I have a friend that's uh, was the assistant choreographer in Doubtfire, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're a part of they're a part of the cast. They're, they're no. like, "Hey, you're gonna be you're in the show now." Okay, sorry. No. <laughs> it's such an extraordinary time. Really yeah, is. absolutely. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. That was Nicole Benoit. Make sure you check her out on Instagram or her website, NicoleBenoitOnline.com. You can check that out in the description of this episode. Once again, thanks to our producing team, Broadway Podcast Network. If you want to try that free trial, go to BillForTheStage.com. Again, I'm Joe Roscoe. Happy holidays. Uh, It is January by the time this episode comes out. If your head is hanging low because of all the drama going on, you know, just pick your head up. Keep on keeping on. We're going to make it. And uh, if you need to smile, just uh, think about the one time that eventually I'll fall out of this chair that I poorly put together. (laughs) Have a great time uh, with your families uh, this coming holiday season later. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.